This meeting is being recorded. Welcome to episode 21 of the Top Loaded Podcast. And it's lovely. The sun's out. The weather is beautiful. And before I introduce our very special guest for this week's episode, I have to remind you that this episode is brought to you by Gorillaship.co.uk, the UK's number one choice for sports cars and memorabilia shipping from the United States. And joining me again is an absolute pleasure to have the lovely company of MGC back on board with another insider episode of learning everything behind the scenes. And joining me today is the chief grader who's probably graded near enough all my D'Angelo Russells is going to be very annoyed when I say there's another 70 to come. It's Jordan. How are you doing, Jordan? Thanks for having me on the uh, podcast. Uh, honestly, it's a pleasure to be able to talk to you guys again. And uh, how's it? How's it been recently? MGC has been uh, busy. I know, obviously, I've picked up my latest uh, submission of some DeAndre Russell mm-hmm. cards. So, has it been busy? Always, always got cards coming in. You know, people absolutely. I think people just absolutely love the service we offer. You know, I mean, especially, especially in today's climate. Turnaround times, price, membership. I mean, a lot of people love the membership. You oh, know. 100%. I think, I think, I don't know. I think we're just, I think we're around 500, 500 members so far. Um, that's always growing, you know, always expanding. But I think people just love what we offer, especially yeah. UK based, local, yeah. and, you know. Well, that's 100%. I do agree with you. I think, um, when I had Jake on earlier on in the history of the podcast, and it was actually really interesting to get a bit of an insight into MGC. And we spoke at the time about potentially getting more members of staff on board of doing a podcast and actually getting more behind the scenes. So when I heard that you had agreed to come on, it was honestly, it was, I think a lot of people are going to be looking forward to hearing what goes on because I think there's a mysteriousness about a lot of the grading companies, their chief graders and people who work there because you don't really ever see much. Okay. SGC and CSG are a bit more transparent, but you guys at MGC are very transparent. Um, I've seen you star in a few videos of when you're grading some big cars. So how does it feel like? Uh, my first question would be like, how do you feel about working for a company that's actually transparent within the hobby? I mean, that's what you want, don't in it? You know, you don't want you don't want to have no idea where your most prized possessions are. You know, you want to know where it's, where it is, what's happening with them, how it's done. That's the whole. You know, you have to build that trust. So you know, it's, other companies, as you said, SCSG and SGC are very transparent and you can see people love that and I think they've gained more business from that from just being more transparent compared to others you know like PSA and Beckett you know who knows how what's going on behind doors it's all very smoke and mirrors with them but I think being transparent as possible is you know the way to go really I couldn't agree with you more I think especially when it comes to PSA and obviously their turnover is ridiculous amount of cars they do but there's a lot of question marks about certain cards, certain audio, like uh, certain um, autos that come back and you're not really verified, but you don't really ever get a proper explanation. Whereas I know of you guys before where you've had to reject the card, you actually give a reason why, which I think is, I recently yeah. had a card from SGC that got denied and they went, they all they said was not graded. That's it. So do you think it's important yeah. that you actually express to the customer like what is actually going on? Well, again, it just goes back to transparency. I think people will be like, oh, my car's come back, okay, why? And then we give the reason, instead of just being like, your car's come back, dead end, you know, where do you go from there? So I think, you know, is it, is it, has it been trimmed? Or uh, do we think it's been trimmed? Or, it, you know, do we think it's not super, you know, 100% authentic yet? Or, 
it might have not fit in the cases or like it's it been it was a miscut and it didn't you know didn't, doesn't fit and all that kind of stuff so i think again people love the transparency because they're like because we've had times where we've given a car back and they've gone oh how comes it you know wasn't graded and then we give them the reason they go oh you know i didn't really i didn't i didn't expect you to actually give me a reason i just thought you're going to give me a so it wasn't graded but when they actually give a reason they're quite taken back by it and i think they really enjoy it well they obviously don't enjoy getting a car back and graded but like you know what i mean they you know, they like, I think they're like, they know, they like to know why, really. Oh, no, I think, I think that's a very good point. Um, moving on now, just before we go into working within the hobby and obviously your journey to MGC and rising through the ranks at MGC, just talk about what actually makes you get into the hobby in the first place? I mean, I've been collecting years and years. I started obviously on match tax, as everyone does, and then stickers panini world cup stickers as everyone else does pokemon obviously everyone collects pokemon when they're younger just always been collecting my whole life really there's never not been a moment i collected and obviously as i've gotten older the and being able to you know when you're like 10 years old or like under 10 years old you never got the money to grade cards you know uh, so as i got um, as as, as, you got, as i got older and i heard more about other companies starting like I remember when um, SGC started to become more non-vintage and like changed their label like a couple of years ago and that, and it was it started to get more into grading side of it, and then I looked more and more into it, and I just got more into it and sending off cards myself. I graded so many cards myself. I used to like I used to sort of do like submissions of my own, like group submissions, sort of like me and my friends and that, and you would I'd like sort of pre-grade them and that years ago, and uh, yeah, it's just bit of a rabbit hole and just constantly going down yeah it's definitely a rabbit hole when you get into the grading buying to grade buying to grade to sell it's it's a very mm. long windy road that you can get trapped in but obviously like you've had the experience in the past of actually getting cards graded so was it an obvious thing when you see a position like i don't even know how obviously you went about getting the role but like when mgc opened up the doors and you like, had a potential chance of getting a job there was it straight away you thought oh, i'd love to work within the hobby or was it a thing of take a shot in the dark and see if they would uh, take you on. No, I think I've always, always wanted to work with the hobby really. And when I, uh, I mean, I've, I remember, I think, I think I, I think I just missed out on the, on the, uh, the 500 club from MGC when they, when they literally just opened, I think my first graded card with MGC, I was, I think I was like the 700 card or something like that. And I remember what's, you know, been with them since they first started, loved the membership you know the whole idea of it and and then when they had the a role they had a role come up on you know they uh, posted it online i thought you know i just thought it was a good opportunity and uh thought why not and give it gave it a go and uh applied and it worked out really <laughs> i definitely can say that so your first role obviously how long did it take you to like get a, a customized to actually grading of the cards because obviously a lot of people look at the condition of a card when they purchase it or receive it or pack it or wherever they get the card from. So how long did it take you to learn how to actually, what to look out for on cards? We'll go into maybe like stickers and vintage in a second, but like mm -hmm. actually modern day cards. So did it take quite a while to actually think of, right, all the different points? Because there's quite a lot you've got to look at when looking at a card. I mean, yeah. So as you said, there's different points. I mean, we use, we, we look at five different things. You've got uh, off the bat is the card authentic and then from then we go and we go to five areas 
I think most times you hear for about four, we do, we kind of look at the little far. We do, um, we look at the corners, the edges, surface, centering, and then we have, we, you know, we have a look at uh, eye appeal. So from a, from when you just look at the card, does it look appealing? Like if it's absolutely been scraped and you know destroyed, you're just going to see it. And the eye appeal, that's the eye appeal, you know. So again, that's that's part of our sort of like what we look at. But again, yeah, it, it didn't. It, t- it, t- it took a, it took a little bit when I started, as in like, because you're not going to be instantly day one know exactly what you're doing about every single thing, you know, especially cards that are you know you would have never seen in your lifetime, or like uh, and really old cards as well. So like, you know, Winston Churchill cards from like 1930 something. You know, how often do you see them? Is there a checklist for that? You know, so it's again one of those things that we, me and the team you know, research and always adding into the database and stuff. So it's just another thing we always look at. No, yeah, definitely. It's interesting when you uh, like talk about when you look at the old cards, but vintage cards near enough, 100 years old and more modern day cards, which are printed in the thousands. So it's a lot more mechanical, mm-hmm. whereas then were literally cut by hand. So do you have yeah, to take that into account perfect. of the technology at the time when grading a card, maybe say from the 30s up Vincent Churchill's, because they are 90 years old. We do, yeah. So, for as example, for um, do you ever see those ones that are like those? I don't know if you ever saw those, like a Michael Phelps card, and it was like a they come on those like promo sheets, and you like tear them apart yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So for something like that, you wouldn't you wouldn't downgrade as harsh as harsh for that because the only way you could have got that card is by peeling it out of a magazine of a of a of the newspaper or like of a program or something. So again, that's something we all, me and the team, also research and. Because, you know, if you if like a brand new Pokemon card came out today and it's been cut by a machine, that's completely different to someone ripping it. The only way you can get it is ripping it. So, again, there's different scales for different types of cards. And like you said, the Winston Churchill ones, those old, old ones, hand cut again, it's like that. You kind of look at it slightly, you know, different, slightly different scale because it wouldn't be, it's not fair to do 2022 Pokemon the same as a 1911 tobacco card it's just completely different world which again we account for oh no definitely and the next one i was asked is obviously i've had the privilege of collecting quite a few different variations cards and stickers is there a lot different when you're looking at stickers and cards because obviously the cardboard is a bit more robust and stickers are actually in the day they are paper so I've seen it before mm. where it's so easy. You don't realize it in pictures, but like little dings in the corners or even some of them where people look like they've ripped that uh, have gone to peel it and stick it in. So is yeah. it, did it take a lot longer to actually learn about stickers rather than just like the actual trading cards themselves? Yeah, I definitely say so. I'd say for however long you take for the ultra modern stuff and cards in general, I'd say like maybe twice as long stickers. Cause as you said, like we've had stickers in that someone has packed like an open the pack, put it in the sleeve top load it send it off you know as pack pressure you can get and you look at it and well off centered off the bat and then you take it out of the sleeve and you look at it and that under the uh under the equipment we have and stuff and there you see there's like creases in it and nothing you could have done to avoid it like there's nothing you can do about it that's just how it is and obviously there's you know things like print lines and that you get some sort of leeway on like, you know, as, as all, as all companies do, like slightly some like prism, prism, uh, Panini prism print lines, you know, you get leeway. Otherwise there would never be a 10 ever because every, that's how they're made. 
so obviously you account for you account for something but most times it's for stickers it's the the uh the centering and the um this the corners are a lot a lot of the time the corner as you said the corners are just i don't I, it's, I think that's just how they're made really but they're they're sometimes a bit weaker and a bit like rounded and they've got like little like dings and that in them and it's just because uh, I, I guess they're not meant to be made for slabbing they're meant to be put in a uh, put in a put in a sticker book so to you know panini and to panini's view they're not fussed on that so it's not really up it's not really up to them if it grades well do you know what i mean no definitely i think i've noticed it a lot recently i just recently done a sticker submission and one of my friends has a sticker submission with you guys as well and it's it's very just with stickers as well there's so many different shapes sizes like mm. some of them obviously like they are free in a magazine some of them obviously in packs so there's a lot that can go wrong with stickers and looking at vintage stickers just in particular for one question because i've got a lot of vintage stickers i think a lot of people do out there and starting to look back in over the 90 mm. early thousands 90s eight when you start looking back at the older ones is it really tricky because there's so many different shape sizes and even really bold colors where they can easily run because of just really poor equipment I mean, yeah, there's, I think, because, you know, the, like, the, I think, I think it was Mexico 74 or something like that, was they, they, they changed the shape after that year. So the year, the shape we have now, the, like, the World Cup, because it was all, it's all been the same since then. But before that, every year was, like, different. And obviously we get um, the UEFA Euro ones, they almost rectangle, and you get loads of different shapes like that. But, like, for example, we had, um, We've had we've had submissions with like you know 1966, 1970, both different sizes. 1974 again different size, but then from 1974, 78, I can't remember which one it is off the top of my head. It's been the same as it is today. Like 2018, it's the same as you know 1986, something like that, and same as 2006 and all that. But the old ones, so like as you said, 1966, like if we get a Bobby Moore 1966, you know that's the different it's a different we use a different insert compared to a a 2018 one and again we have so many different shapes sizes that we have to count for and every single one is different insert you know some some of the ones we had i think we had an um an olympic sticker of bale gareth bale an olympic sticker that was i you know pretty pretty random we don't get many in and that was a completely different size so you know you have to account for many different sizes every, every merlin is different to premier league and Panini and tops and you know vintage and Alan Ginter and the tobacco and all that. It's just so many. Yeah. So if anyone wants to keep the boys at MGC on their toes, we're uh, sending a load of stickers from different years, different sizes, and uh, just yeah, we'll take them. We'll, now, we can do it. We can do it. I think that's a perfect segment of the next thing I was going to ask. Is obviously the new sticker slabs. I think they're fantastic to actually have a mm -hmm. designated slab. So. Obviously, you're just saying that. How about different shapes and sizes? How do you then slab? Do you know what I mean? Like, so if, for example, you've got a rectangular one or to a slightly more square design, so how does it actually fit in the slab? Do you have to do something different for each one? Well, so there's, there's different ways to answer. So, the, for example, the like Merlin ones. So let's say, no, not Merlin. Sorry. Let's go. Let's go with normal like 2018 Panini World Cup. We have a set. We have a set. There's a set um, insert for that, and um, that's always the same and it's just that one for that but then as you said there's like you know really random cards that we get in that are completely different that aren't that aren't like tops premier league stick up but they fit in tops premier league 
or like uh, they fit in, they're the same size as a different one. So it really just, you have to just know. So me and the team, we always have like, we do research now on all the stickers and stuff. And we have a, a good like knowledge of everything to do with all the stickers and the sizing and like the years and different sizes and that and different shapes and slabs and stuff. So we can really most times just be like, this is this kind of size and that's kind of that kind of size. Because as you said, this they're all different shapes and sizes. And, you know, if you wanted a different insert for every single size, you know, we'd have millions of sizes, you know, you'd be there all day. So we managed to, we know what sizes go with what inserts that, you know, you can get and all that stuff. And we, you know, we design our own and, but, you know, we'd be here forever if we were designing an insert for every single different shape and size because there's so many. So, Yeah, I think that actually perfectly leads on to my next question about different shapes and sizes. And obviously the sports trading card world is not as simple as some people think. Whereas you look at the T, I, I know TCGs, you get the super size cards and you get the smaller cards, but with sports cards, you've got obviously everything ranging from like a 35 point up until 360 point or even... 500 points there's mm. some crazy crazy cards out there so especially when you're yeah. looking at memorabilia cards which can be up to like 360 point 250 point, how much difficult different is it when you're grading a really thick card in comparison to maybe like a base card of a 35 point yeah again it goes back to the scale like um like you said 35 point you know like your, your normal tops chrome Panini prism it's they that, that's the they got the grading scale for that but it's something like uh you know uh, Chronicles tools of the trade, you know, the really thick ones with like there's six patches on it. Unfortunately, as a lot as everyone knows, impeccable and like immaculate and the, the really thick stuff, the corners are just off out of the box, they're just dinged and whitening everywhere. And it's just not then you could open a pack of Tops Chrome and a box of immaculate, and most times that Tops Chrome is going to be in better condition. I don't know what they do at Panini, but. I, mean, I don't know if you've opened any, but we've opened we opened some in, in the office and that and fresh out of the pack, just corners are just banged out, whitening everywhere, scratches, indents, and I you haven't even touched it yet, you know. So uh, there is a diff- there is definitely a different sort of you look at every card as its own because as you know, every card is equal and you look at it look at it the same, but there is slightly different scales and as you said for like thirty five up to one eighty and stuff and all that stuff, but again different cases that me and the team, you know, have done time and time again. So you were just like, you, you know that Topps Chrome is this, and you, you know, Immaculate is, but then you also get thicker ones in Immaculate and thinner ones in Immaculate, you know, the base, and then you've got the, you know, as you, I don't know if you've seen like, you know, the, uh, the I think you've mentioned the boot cards, you know, they're huge. So, and then there's, you know, sometimes you, you need to sleeve them, sometimes you don't. So again, it's just, me and the team and everyone everyone at MGC knowing everything about each set which just kind of leads on to what I was going to mention that you know every time a set comes out we always sit down research it look what's in it anything different that we need to you know let's say that there was a new set and they came up with a you know brand new thick, thicker car that we don't do yet or like you know something like that we always research every set and like look into it so then we know what we what we're dealing with and how to lay out the label and you know add it to the database so we're not you know behind so we're ready for it when it you know, so for something like a new pokemon set it just comes in ready for it you know what i mean no yeah 
I think just talking about new releases, and I think one that will be quite intriguing to hear about is obviously like new Chronicles, which come out last week, the 2021, 2022 Panini Soccer Chronicles. Is that a tricky set? Because it's such a wide variation of what you can get in it from your base cards, which obviously are nice, but all the way up to big patches. And then you've got also like cards like Noir, which by the way, I, Panini, please look at them cards because they've been in horrific conditions. What I've seen, where mm. obviously black cards naturally show up white in a lot more, but on yeah. them ones, I've seen white edges across the top. So, is that an intriguing set for you guys? Because there's just so much in it that, and so many different parallels as well. Because I personally speaking from my background, I I think one of the main ones is you just got to know what parallels are, and when there is yeah. thirty parallels per card, sometimes is it really tricky with a set like that? Again, yeah, like well, I mean, we all we all love all the parallels and you know things like we had a we had a we had a cool one there. Um, we had a honeycomb. Have you seen the honeycomb ones? Lovely cards. They're cool, pretty cool and like the super short prints and that. But the um, yeah, I was like, like when when Chronicles comes out, look, we all sit down, you know, go through the checklist and that, add it add it to the uh, add it to the database, you know. Some sometimes like you know when you go through when you go through the checklist and when they release them before the set comes out. You see, there's a, uh, you know, all the base in that, and there's all the parallels, but then there's ones that are like, you know, 76 or less, and then you know sometimes you have to you know research more into it because it's it doesn't just be like one line is out of this and hundreds out of this. It goes like if it's if it's 38 or less, so it can be less. So it's you know it throws you off a little bit, but again, that's why we research it and make sure you know we got it down to a T. So, but I, I mean we love we love stuff like Chronicles and that with all the different parallels because you get just so many new cards come in and just, you know, fun to look at every day, you know. Yeah, so that's what actually perfect, another perfect interlude in my next segment is like talking about some of the cards you've graded. Obviously, there's such a wide variation of cards you've graded from TCGs to all the different sports. So if we look at the, uh, personally, I always admit, don't really know much about TCGs, but I know that there's a lot of different ones out there. Naturally, I thought, oh, it's just Pokemon. Then I looked into it, it's Dragon Ball Z. You've got MetaZoo. You've got all these other ones popping up that honestly mm-hmm. I've never heard of. So is it really cool to see all these new and like new ones popping up as well with your hollows, your reverse hollows? Is it quite nice to see different TCGs and designs? And, and just a, a thing to follow up that with different countries as well. I know like Pokemon do different languages on each card, like mm-hmm. Japanese sets. So is that quite a good thing to see when they come in? I'll, 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 I'll answer the first bit first. So the the TCGs having loads of machines, yes. I mean, talking about MetaZoo, um, when it first started coming out, I uh, before it sorry before it came out, I hadn't I, you know never even heard of it all that, and then I started seeing it come in, and I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then I started you know personally uh, looking into it, and like, and then you know now I'm super into MetaZoo, and I super, I, I you know, collect it all and you know, buying boxes of every set and I love it. And, you know, if it wasn't for, you know, being here and with the team and that, I probably wouldn't have seen it. So being able to see, you know, as you said, new and upcoming TCGs like MetaZoo and all that, it's just, you know, really interesting to see because I'm now, it's now part of, you know, one of my collections and I really enjoy it and the whole idea about it and just everything about it really. Um, and then to answer your second, your second bit was the, uh, you definitely see a difference in the, the different, different uh, nations where it's just as you said like uh, japanese pokemon always grades better i don't know i don't know what they're doing over there but the japanese stuff compared to the i don't know where they print the the english stuff it's either in america or i don't know where it is but it's uh 
wherever their printers are, but you can definitely tell the difference. So you, like Japanese stuff is always good grade. It's always going to get a good grade because I mean the, the lowest you know the lowest kind of stuff you see is like an eight, and that's on a worst case, ninety nine percent out of time it's like a nine or a ten. And again, with like, um, we get, um, what's we get? Get a lot of like Spanish, uh, Spanish cards and that from like, uh, um, Chroma and all that stuff from like, uh, 2007 and all that stuff. Um, and again, they they have their own sort of thing. And that's really interesting to see. Cause again, it's just something new. And it's like you said, it always interesting to see new stuff come through and it's always like, Oh, we haven't seen that yet. Or like, you know, it's, a real thing in the office when it's like oh have you, have you know we haven't seen this yet and it's like oh let's have a look and i think everyone everyone enjoys seeing new stuff with all the time really yeah and i think looking at the sporting world i think a lot of people especially now the soccer it pains me to say it but the soccer world that's how it is it's just how the hobby is sadly the soccer world is the right thing anyway so yeah so we'll, we'll say football for the point that it i'm gonna say soccer it just don't feel right saying football anymore sadly but um especially this hobby as uh, very Americanized, but there's mm. so like, there's not a new collections coming into the soccer world now, which have been around for years in the American sports, especially when you look at the basketball and American football. So is it, have there, have there been really interesting designs and like different products that you haven't seen for come in for like your basketballs and American football that you've actually thought, oh, I wish they'd done these in soccer, but all then you've seen them, them come out of soccer because Personally speaking, I have a D'Angelo Russell collection, which I've had some of the cast mm. you you guys. And personally, one of my favorites is the flawless, where you get an actual gem in the card. And I remember I've that got, one's come through. Yeah. So that was I. I will put the pictures back up after this actually. So if you <laughs> want to see him, go on to the uh, top load of Instagram and he'll be on there. But is it quite cool seeing some of these American designs? Because some of them are very interesting, or even just really nice with patches and basketballs, pieces of football. So it's a different oh, yeah. than what we have over here for the soccer i mean talking about your the ones you submitted i think if i remember they were flawless and national treasures weren't they yeah yeah i mean i remember when they came through the office we were like oh you know you don't see this every day uh was it uh, uh was it um is it lamello or lonzo uh my one's real d'angelo but i've jake put a picture out of the uh lonzo flawless the oh, diamond yeah, the... one yeah oh i thought sorry yeah, i thought you had the, the lonzo i'm sorry the uh the uh just just to mention the Lonzo one, we were like, um, you know, how often do you hear Lonzo Alonzo ball out of twenty? You know, flawless. I think it was a ruby. I think it was a I think it was a red ruby or something like that. But again, yeah, I see exactly like yours come in. We were like, oh wow, you know, look at this. You don't see this every day, and it's all very like, oh, let's have a look. And again, it's just something fun and interesting. And like you said, having we've had some. I think we we kind of we like to keep track of like wacky things we've had in cards, and it's quite interesting to have. So. We've had, um, as you said, you know, you know, you get the gems and that. That's what that's definitely up there. We've had um, from UFC Bloodlines. You ever seen or well, uh, UFC Blood? Um, I think it's Bloodlines. Yeah, they had um, a octagon coin. We had an octagon coin come in. I don't know if you saw it on the on the Instagram. Um, what else we've had? We've had, um, you know, baseball. They have like the seeds. Yes. They did. We had there was uh, some seed. There was a seed in there. Someone a, a chewed seed and that. I don't know. I don't know how they got that um obviously you got your your pieces of uh shirt and stuff and you know your normal stuff you got bits of basketball and football which is really cool uh i'm trying to think if there's anything else though i mean we've had so many is we try we, we try and like to keep track of like what's our wackiest one in i mean 
I think as as we spoke before, the the one on online of that gum shield, the UFC gum shield, would be amazing to be able to grade. But I think we don't even. I don't think. I don't think anyone has a case that big. It was literally like a thousand PT or something like that. That would be amazing to have in, but I don't think. I don't know if we might. You know, who knows? We might. You know, we probably will at the end of the day. But yeah, we love. We love seeing all the wacky stuff come in and all the weird patches and like. Like uh, we had, we had James Bond's trousers come in. We had uh, some golf. We had a golf one last week of, uh, well, sorry, this week I think it was uh, golf trousers and shirt. I think it was like either I think I can't remember. I think it was like oh, I can't remember his name. That was a, some, uh, a, a golfer from like uh, SP. You know the you know the SP yeah, sets. Yeah, SP. Yeah. Yeah, and um, yeah, we love all the wacky stuff. The wackier the better, you know. The weirder the patches, we'll we'll get a bit more, you know, excited about it. Because obviously, you see your football, you see you see your shirt patches all the time, and they're quite repetitive over and over again. But which are still great. So, I mean, some of the some of the ones we've had in, I don't know if you saw online, there was the we had the Gareth Bale La Liga uh, La Liga logo. Yeah. You see that? That was an amazing patch. You know, most times, ninety nine percent of the time, you just get a bit of white or a bit of blue, not much color going on. And then you get a La Liga logo or like the, you know, the Barcelona logo. And it's like, wow, you know, this is amazing. But yeah, yeah the wackier the better. So if you've got something wacky, if anyone's listening with some wacky patches, send them in because, oh. you know, they'll, they'll, get a, they'll get a bit of a buzz in the office. Oh, definitely. I think actually, I really like seeing when they come through all the different designs, especially some of like the MLB patches out there are crazy. It's literally like half the badge mm-hmm. itself. They're great. I've been trying to pick up a few for my DeAndre Russell collection. And you look at the patches, you just, and then I always just think back to our soccer ones. And it'd be like, oh, they're so boring. Like, just give us mm-hmm. something different. I sent in with you guys. Uh, it was an impeccable 2019 uh, All Star game jacket patch. And I'm like, Right. so random to have a jacket patch but it makes the cards look cool at the end of the day and i think oh, yeah. that's a, i think it's great for the pc if you do collect these american sports and like now with you know, american sports are booming over here the collections are getting bigger have you really seen a trend of load more people sending in american sports or is it always been oh, quite yeah. prominent i think we definitely see an uprise on um i'd say i'd say our biggest out of the, I, i'm assuming we're talking about the top three Baseball, yeah. basketball, American football, well, football is, you know, as you want to say. Um, I'd say, I'd say the most out of the, the top three, probably American football, then basketball, then baseball. But even baseball, as is not as well known in the UK as such, we do get in like quite a bit, you know, more than you probably expect. But I definitely say American football, you know, your 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 Brady, your Mahomes, uh, your your Herbert. You know, everyone just sending low, especially um, a lot of Panini Prism, a lot of Mosaic, um, a lot of Mac Jones. We have a we've had a big uprise in Mac Jones recently, but then again, probably every company has. All of a sudden, everybody's submitting Mac Jones. Um, but that mainly mainly Don Ross for Mac Jones recently. But like we had a um, oh who we have oh who is it. Have you seen the Have you seen the Panini Prism one where it's like the Infinity Gauntlet? Yeah, I don't. I, I remember off, 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 off the top of my head. I can't remember what that other card's called, but I think we had a Trevor Lawrence. Oh, lovely! We had a Trevor Lawrence, and we do get a lot of Trevor Lawrence as well. To be fair, to to just remembering that, um, we had one last last week. Um, I think there might have been the Honeycomb. I think there might have been the Honeycomb mosaic. It might have been somebody else. It was definitely a Honeycomb one. 
and those those you know like the zebra inserts and the honeycomb they're like you know great to see peacock and all that there's all those cool ones i don't know how they're, there's no, they're not numbered but i think they're probably in the 20s or 30s of print yeah there's not many i think they were like a cup one one or two per case or like one per case something like that but yeah they're great to see but i'd say and then going on to basketball you obviously see a lot of lebron a lot of kobe michael jordan a lot of older michael jordan like clear stuff um not many you know you don't see very many rookies of of michael jordan very often but um a lot of lot of um uh who else curry obviously since he's just won his uh another ring you know uh a lot of a lot of lamello a lot of uh, the ball brothers because obviously everyone was all on them submitting all the brothers with some nice parallels and that we've had some nice parallels of that as well. Um, we've had, we had, uh, someone submitted some, uh, some, someone submitted a, I think it was like a 20 card order with some really nice, um, American stuff. So they had, uh, how was it? They had, they had Bryce Harper, rookie, uh, rookie, uh, Bowman Chrome out of 150. They're Tom Brady rookies from, um, from Bowman. They're Tom Brady rookies from Bowman and that, um, they had, uh, what is it? They, had, they had a really nice, oh, I can't remember his name. I think it was like a, I want to say, no, it wasn't a Mike Trout rookie. That was it. It was a Aaron Judge prospect also. And it was like from uh, Panini Prism draft picks in 2013. And it was like, wow, it's a really nice card. So you do get some really nice, uh, like you know, your top three sports in America get some really nice ones in. Um, yeah, we just anything, anything, anything that's like out of the ordinary or like wow, you know, we love it. But then again, you can't go wrong with your normal, you know, Don Russ, Mac Jones. Always nice to see, you know. Always good, pretty good condition, always as well. The Don Russ stuff. Yeah, I think the variation in American sports is great, and it will come to soccer. In the, in the meantime, don't people worry because there's. More and more products are going to get printed and printed. There was like a, for people who might not know if they're not into the NBA, but there was a new set this week, like last week, called Photogenic, where it's very similar to like a stadium club, but it's for Panini, and it's all about the actual pictures used on the cards, which I think would be very good to see in the future for football. Imagine like a Photogenic World Cup set or something like that. But I know there's been some very big cards through the doors at MGC that I've seen some great mm-hmm. videos. You grading them in the videos as well, so. Just, I think there's a couple to talk about, but the main one that I see a lot was a Diego Maradona one of one. Do you still believe that you held the Maradona one of one, or did you actually think at first it was a bit of a wind up? Someone saying, "Oh yeah, I've got a Maradona one of one. I want you to grade." That's that's exactly yeah exactly. I mean that's exactly what we thought. I remember you know me and uh, me and Jake, me and Jake uh, were sitting there, and uh, someone I think someone just phoned or emailed. I can't remember. Like, oh, you know. I've got, got a couple of cards I want to get I want to get graded. Um, I have a I have a Maradona one oh one. We were like, right, you know, so do I. You know, at first I was just like, okay. And then he we were like, oh, do you mind if you have any photos? Like, you know, just to just see what we have, just to see, you know, if it was had it. Because we do get some some people say so they have some, you know, I've got this and that and this, and then they, you know, never reply or something like that. But he sent back a photo. And it was the Diego Maradona one-on-one uh, ticket auto. And it was like, wow. We did not expect, you know, 
at first, you know, off the off the off the bat, you're going to be like, right, you know, I don't believe you. But then when you actually see it in the photo, and you're like, okay, you know, fair enough. And then when they actually brought it in, you know, to the grading lab, um, it was just amazing. You know, one in a lifetime kind of card. You're never going to see that ever again, especially now he's passed. And you know, a one of one ticket auto because tick what the the autos there's there's a lot of national treasures in that of the, uh, Maradona's autos, but I think the tickets, people just love the tickets, don't they? And yeah. especially the auto tickets. They look great on their own, you know, but I'd say that's probably, in terms of value, I'd say that's the biggest, I'd say that's probably one of the biggest ones. That and the, I'm not sure if you've seen the um, um, Lewis Hamilton, you've seen the Lewis Hamilton one as yeah. well. The uh, 2006 Butera, again, an amazing card. We, you, you never even think you'd ever see one of them in real life, and you know, from being here, you have see, we, you know, we, me and the team have seen some absolutely amazing cards that we would have never been able to see before. So it's always nice to see, like as you said, one on one Diego Maradona, you know, ticket autos. So it's always great. Definitely, I think it's like great to see you guys getting some of these massive cards, and we are approaching the lovely card show season. The sun's out, sun getting hot now. And Northwest, as as this is going live, Northwest was the previous weekend. Sandown is in a week and a half. So, are you looking forward to getting back at the shows? I know it's going to be very busy for you. I know the last London car show was a very busy time, but do you like getting out there, mm. meeting people, and then actually seeing the cards in person as well before people submit? It's great. Who doesn't love a car show? I love them. You know, I'll be at every single one. You know, you'll you'll catch MGC at them all. We love it. So, uh, but yeah, I think um, being able to talk to the people and see how passionate they are about their cards and then be able, being able to bounce off like how passionate we are about them as well. It's just so good, you know. So things like when people go, you know, oh, I've got these and they're really excited about their cards and you're like, oh, wow, these are some, you know, amazing cards. It's just nice to talk about, you know, what they collect and their hobbies and stuff and, you know, show them other things we do. So, like, um, I remember at the, the London Guard show, people, you know, people went, oh, do you, do you grade these? And we're like, oh, actually, they're right here, you know, look at this, and show them our, all our insert stuff. And they're like, oh, wow, I didn't even know, you know, you did this side sticker. And like, yeah, we do it all. So, especially the top trumps. A lot of people love the top trumps as well. I, I don't know if you've seen the inserts for them, but yeah. we had to, because like, it's a bigger case, and people love the top trumps, especially the, uh, you know, the Lewis Hamilton 2009 Sporting Heroes ones. And, um the 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 main the main one the main one we're getting is the Ronaldo's the 2003 and the 2004 Ronaldo's the Manchester United one and the Portugal one but uh it is great to talk to people about their about cards I mean who doesn't who doesn't love just sitting there talking about cards all day so what's not to love uh I do it on a weekly basis and when I'm not on there I'm talking to people on Instagram wherever else talking about cards and there was an announcement last week, which I think is really intriguing to talk about, was the PS, uh, PSA, I'm not talking about PSA at all, I don't know why I mentioned that. I want to talk about the Tops Now London Card Show, which are all numbered to 500. Mm-hmm. I am actually in the picture, so you can play a game of Wes Wally to find me, which is great. <laughs> so that is my rookie card, so it's great. I want to get that mentioned. As we're looking at this now, Jordan Scott is the first one ever graded by MGC, and it was a fantastic card. Yeah, if anyone hasn't seen this, that MGC will grade it for free. All you have to do is pay for the ship shipping, which I think is a fantastic gesture. So it's a proper mm. London card show, British company grading it. So 
are you looking forward to getting some of these in? And I know you've got a bit of a story about a picture of someone on this card that makes it a bit better for you. So, I mean, obviously, what's not to love? You know, they gave them out for free at the show. Everyone, you know, it's such a great thing they did. And then we just thought, you know, let's match that and do another, you know, a good thing for the for the hobby and that. And I think a lot of people loved it. And, you know, we graded it for free. All you got to do is pay the return postage. What's not to love? And, I, you know, if anyone's if anyone's listening now and they have it with them, you can you can see me and uh, me me and Jake in in the in in the fra- I don't know what you call them like fra- fractions of it or like fractals yeah. of it. If you look at the top top right one, and then near the near the white bar on the top right one, you can see we're in the background. So again, as you said, I'm deeming that as my uh, my rookie card. So I'm I'm loving that. But then also for me personally, my uh, my girlfriend is if you look at the right side of it. On the right side, there's a. Uh, you can see her on, on the just on the edge, just before the uh, car gets cut. You can see her waving. So, you know, what an amazing car to own. I've got a few of them. I love them. And I think you know, here we were we were go- we were thinking of kind of keeping track of what numbers came through out of the 500 and see you know how many we actually get through. And I think so. I think yeah, so far I think for about four, about 15 people have taken up on the uh, on the thing we on the on the free free grade. But I'm sure so many more people will be giving them in at the card shows and all that. But I think it was a great idea. It worked out perfectly. It all came together. And what, what what's not to love about, about a free card, you know? Oh, it's great. So like anyone who hasn't seen it, I'll put a picture out when this episode goes live. So we're claiming this as the uh, top-loaded podcast and the MGC rookie. So it's a very valuable card, but none of them are for sale. So uh, mine is number 96 of 500 as well. So I was one off. I was hoping to get 97, but I was one off. So I'll say that. But yeah, it's a great initiative from both MGC and Top. So who knows? It'll be intriguing to see if anything's announced at the next card show, whether a new Top's now. And, uh, well, it wouldn't be the rookie one, so it won't be as valuable for us, but it'd still be uh, a great thing to have in our collections. Then so the last thing to talk about is collection. So obviously you touched on before about TCG. Is your main aspect of your um, actual collection TCG base, or do you do collect a bit of sports as well? Well, it started off obviously as everyone does Pokemon, or as most people do. I'd say I started off as Pokemon, but a couple of years ago I uh, I got more and more into sports, and I'd say now at this point I'm more sports than TCG. So I I, I say I collect Pokemon. I really only collected the Wizard of the Coast Pokemon from from the from way back, and um, I sort of I kind of finished it, and I was like I was like oh okay what what do I want to collect now? And that was years ago, and I slowly started dabbling in all the sports and i just got really into sports cards this was years ago and um i'd say my main my main collection now is um i love i love wrestling cards i'm super into the wrestling cards like not your not your vintage kind of stuff more your 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 chrome stuff and you're more like sort of modern pretty pretty much anything above like 2000 love all that and um i collect wrestling cards um baseball cards pokemon like metazoo as i said before um i do i've dabbled in i don't i say dabble i collect i collect uh you know basketball cards american football i'd say the only thing i haven't really you know gone super into is probably like hockey or something you know but the main the main three you know pokemon and wrestling is but my main my main one is probably wrestling i'd say yeah very um, it's a very hard question everyone stumbles on this because i i wouldn't be able to answer it personally but if, is there any card out there that you've seen that you'd really wish was in your collection for what you actually collect? For me, for me, mine's a weird one. 
I'm looking for a certain player to 75 card to complete a rainbow. Just can't find it. So is there any cards out there that you're actually looking to get or even be looking at the card shows coming up to try and pick up for yourself? A hundred percent. There's one card in particular. So, so basically I collect, I have all my collections, right? My PC, a wrestler. I don't know if you heard of me. you heard of uh, Jeff Hardy. Yeah. So I'm super PC Jeff Hardy. And I know he's had his, he's had his issues like all his, his whole career, but I don't care about it. And I just, I just collect it. I just collect it no matter what. And, um, at this point, it's a bit stupid about how many, like, I only, I don't, I collect, I've got basically every card he's ever had. Um, and uh, I've got, I've got like, I think I've got most of his rainbows. Um, you know, all, I've got so many autos, you know, out of 10 autos, out of five, patch autos out of 10, you know, gold, I've got a gold plated one that's out of, um, out of 150 auto, like so many on card autos, like I lost track, every, you know, all the, the Top's finest, top's chrome autos, all you know, all the all the colours. But my favourite set of all time for any sport is the 2007 and 2008 Top's Heritage Chrome WWE, where they did. I don't know if you've ever, have you ever seen it? Have you ever seen that set? Not, not, not. I've, I will be researching it after this. Uh, podcast. Yeah, I mean, have a have a look online. So basically, it, it, what they did was they did they did Heritage WWE in 2005, six, seven, and eight. But then the every year after they released the first one, they released the same set in Chrome. So basically, what it was was the 1980 one of the one of the a couple of the years in the baseball heritage designs. So they had like the design of the old baseball cards with WWE, but they also did it in Chrome. And it would literally it has it's got your Chrome heritage WWE the right years and it's got um, the 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 checklists are absolutely stacked like everybody's in it the rock hulk hogan jeff hardy you know autos of everyone big they did subsets of turkey red and um they did subsets of alan and ginter minis which i'm obsessed with and for me it's just it has it all and it's a perfect set and in that set they did which is the only set to do it they only had the base set refractors x fractors and then they did super fractors but the super fractors were numbered out of 25 so basically you you actually have a real chance of actually getting one because there's 25 of them. But I've only ever seen, and obviously my main PC is Jeff Hardy. I've only ever seen one photo on Google of the uh, 2008 WWE Tops Chrome Heritage Super Fractor at 25. There's one photo on Google off of a, um, a random guy's blog post from 2013, I think. But there's never been a sold one on eBay. There's never been, I think there's, there's one BGS one in a BGS 9.5 on their proper port. Um, but I've never seen one apart from that photo and that that number one on the proper port. That's it. And I think that would be my most prized card, I'd say. It doesn't matter the condition. You know, it could be absolutely destroyed. I'd still love it because I've got the X-Fractor. I've got the Refractor. You know, even for back then, X-Fractors were like one in every hundred packs. So the X Factor is quite low print as well, but the Super Factor out of twenty five is my main. It's the goal. It's my Grail card that I, I, I'd, I'd want. So if anyone listening has that, has or knows anyone who knows that card, I will buy it no matter what. You know, I've I've looked for years. I've literally spent years looking for the one card and I've never found it. Oh, it, that's the one thing I think everyone loves about the hobby is that everyone's got that one or two Grail cards that they don't know if they ever will see them in their lifetime or when they're collecting or even interested, but you look every day or every other week or whatever it is, yeah. just in case it pops up. And it's always, 
I've done it a few times where I've gone on to the recently sold and I thought, I hope I haven't missed it. I haven't been on for a week. Let me see. If, and one day it's going to happen that you're either going to catch it dead right and get the card or you're going to be bitterly disappointed. But like you say, there's 25 of them out there. So hopefully we can track you down one or if you not. I think there's a chance with 25 of them being out there and especially a super fractal, which is normally one of one. For some reason, they did them out of 25. So I've got, a, I like to think I've got a good hope. You know, but I, I have bookmarks on, on, on my phone and every day I'll check the bookmark just in case, you know, because a lot of it's in America. So I always look at the eBay.com because if you go on eBay.co.uk, nothing will come up. Yeah. So I always look on .com as well, just as, just in case. But I, um, for some reason as well, recently, I the, I don't know if you've seen, they did WWE Prism now because yes. they got the license for it. I don't know why, but I just decided I was going to do it randomly. I decided I was going to get the rainbow. Do you remember the great Carly? Yes, I remember. I do remember. Really, the really tall, he was like seven foot or something like that. Yeah. I have no idea why. I just I just thought it's probably an easy rainbow. And it, the rabbit hole got quite deep. And I think all I need now is the one of one. I've managed to get them all, but the one of one. And it was quite lucky because they I, I, I entered into a $5 break. I paid $5 and they opened uh, four. You know, the first of the line, Hobby Boxes, yes. you get the shimmers. So I pulled the Great Carly Blue Shimmer out of 10 from a $5 break. And I think Raw, someone trying to sell it for like 300 And I was absolutely buzzing on that. But as I said, I got the, I got the out of 10, the out of, um, out of 25, the out of 49, the out of, um, I can't remember what it is, 99, the out of 199. Like I got them all. And even I've even got the white sparkle ones. You know those, um, yeah. you know the white sparkle Panini Prism? I got two of them, like, it's a bit stupid how many I have now. Like I've literally got the whole rainbow, but the one of one. So if anyone else, if anyone has the the one of one great Carly Panini Prism WWE or any of the parallels for WWE Panini Prism, you know, hit me up. Let me know. I'll buy them off for you. Oh, that definitely. I remember looking through it, and it brought back some great nostalgia. Looking at some of the WWE cards, and not I don't watch anymore, but even I was tempted. I see some of the legendary. And I see a Ray Mysterio, and I was like, oh, I could easily rainbow. And then I was like, I can't be investing in another PC. But hiding right. out, I think if there's someone at the London Card Show who's going to have some WWE stuff, I think I might be going home with some of it. So if you are, bring them along. I'm going to probably buy it, but I shouldn't be buying it. But that's the hobby at the end of the day. I mean, I've got, I've got, I've got cards that you might be interested in. I've got so many duplicates now. You know, I'll, I'll bring some along. But the um. The the thing with the thing with WWE Prism is that um, it's it's just great because I mean I, I, as you said you don't watch it I mean I I don't really watch it anymore but I remember when I was younger and I loved it in like between like 2005 to like 2010 that was the you know for me the best time so I think people a lot of people I know I know a lot of people I spoke to speak to that collect WWE don't even watch it they just collect for the people they used to watch and it's just so fun to collect the people that used to watch and it doesn't because you know it doesn't really matter about you know if they get injured or not they're still going to be in the checklists and stuff so it's it's a fun it's a fun sport to collect um and i've always i've always collected it in my uh but mainly those mainly that set but the, the prism i had to i had to kind of buy because it's like panini doing the first panini prism set and i don't know if you've seen the select comes out this month and that's they've got a really good they've got a really good configuration for that box it's 12 cards per pack, 12 packs per box, and two autos or relics for $300. And I was like, you know, for Panini, that's good. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited for that. 
So we'll be keeping an eye out. Any any short print WWE or any cool any cool WWE cards that fits the MGC bill, let's get them sent in as well. I think uh, yeah, I definitely would be I love, I, love, some I, love of them. I love seeing any any anytime we get WWE, I'm I'm all over it. I love it. Just, oh yeah, it's great. I whole think team, the whole team doing, but I think I I don't I don't I don't like uh you know you don't you don't have a favor or anything, but you know sometimes you just have to appreciate how cool the card is. Like some some of the ones we're getting are just you know amazing. Oh, 100%. And we're just moving on to the last segment and quite take down. But obviously, you're really enjoying time at MGC. You've got the card shows coming up. Um, how how much fun are you having at MGC at the moment? Because we're, we're going to have another MGC special in the near coming future for everyone out there. So how much fun is it at MGC at the moment? And how much more fun is it going to be? Now you're going to get some random bizarre cards that people are going to send <laughs> into just to see what you think. I mean, it's great, you know, What's not to love? It's it's the dream, isn't it? It's just a it's a great job, you know. Great people, great hobby. A lot, you know. Ninety nine percent of the people in the hobby are amazing. Everyone just want everyone wants to help everyone complete their checklists and all that. You know, it's a great it's a great hobby to be in. I love it. You know, um, I think I think people enjoy having that you know insight into what it's like as well. And I think that's why, like yourself, I think a lot of people can be listening to this and in being interested in it you know and what goes on and stuff so i think i say easy probably the best job best job i've ever had so definitely up there that's it's fantastic to hear and obviously people obviously know mgcr but like i just say the subscription program 35 pound a month for five cars absolutely fantastic so please people get on that it's fantastic stuff supporting British business but also if you've got the tops now card that recently come in the lovely bubble mailer with no top loader but I'm not going to go in on tops for that one today please send them in just sign up on the website there's a bit for the tops now card all you have to do is pay the 499 yeah. postage back and it's going to be a great fun um I take it submissions are going to be open at all the London uh, not even just London Northwest Glasgow everywhere around the country and even Europe so submissions going to be open in person yeah, always, always take submissions in in person. I think a lot of people enjoy being able to drop their cards off in person because, you know, the raw mail, the raw mail is amazing service. But you know, sometimes they can, you know, loot. You know, I, I remember, I, I remember sending, I remember sending something to uh, someone on someone once that I sold something to. I think years ago, and um, and it got lost, and then it got found, and then it got lost. And you know, so who knows? That might have been your one of one. Uh, you know. So sometimes people enjoy more, you know, obviously if you live part away and that's the only option, but I think some people enjoy being able to drop their cards off in person. I remember I, uh, I remember I dropped a card off to, I think it was Aaron. I think I might, I might, I might have dropped a card to Aaron I think, at the, uh, the last show. And it was nice just being able to chat and be like, oh yeah, here's my card, you know, filled out the paperwork and stuff. But I think a lot of people like that personal touch of not just sending it and it's a bit of a computer and they like being able to talk to someone you know about their cards, about their collection. Just get a real, a real more personal feel for it. I I think that is the great thing about these London card shows. The Northwest, which has just been as this is being recorded, Glasgow, Nottinghamshire, Cardiff, Denmark. You name it. I think I see one Amsterdam's appearing now, which I think a lot of collectors are going to be very interested in. Probably not all for the cards as well, but. That has been <laughs> an, another great episode. And got to say, we wish you. Jake and all the other guys at MGC all the best but thank you very much for joining us and no doubt you're more than welcome to come on the podcast whenever you feel like it and hopefully be able to get the podcast down there very soon and have another special 100% I really appreciate you having me on
Yeah, it's honestly an absolute pleasure. And like I say, the guys at MGC are fantastic. We're bringing you another special in the near future, so keep an eye out for that. But in, everyone enjoy it. The card show's coming up. Enjoy everything. And as we say every week, happy hobbying. Stay safe, but most importantly, good night.